What's up, everybody? This is Sean Mangoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. My prayer is that you encounter God as a result of listening to this sermon today. Enjoy. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas Eve. Uh, It is good to be here, excited to be here, and we are about to dive into the Word this morning. And so uh, let me pray and then we will get into our final uh, day of Advent 2023. And so Father, we thank you for your word today and we just thank you for the opportunity to just sit at your table, hear the word, study the word, um, Lord, meditate on the word and be changed by the word of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray and amen. All right, so we are in day, um, well, not day four, but the fourth Sunday of Advent, the Sunday right before Christmas Day, Christmas Day in, in 2023 is tomorrow. And um, as we've gone through the different aspects of Advent and that Jesus came to bring us hope, Jesus came to bring us peace, Jesus came to bring us joy, and th- those were the first three, and and. This is what we're going to talk about today is love, and this is the angel's candle. So the fourth candle is love, and really Jesus came, God sent his son to reveal his love to to us, okay? And so that's what's going on here. They call it the angel's candle, and we'll see why it's called the angel's candle as we read the scripture here in just a, in a moment. And there's also like this other candle that's, that they, you know, that, and studying Advent and everything, it's kind of, it's like optional, if you will, but it's um, its called um, Christ candle, and it's, and um, the other candles are purple other than joy, which is pink, because I believe joy is the liturgical color, or pink is the liturgic, liturgical color for joy, and so the fifth candle would be in the center of the wreath, and that just represents Jesus, okay? But here we go, the love candle, the angel's candle, and we're gonna talk about love today. And so let's just open our Bibles here to Luke chapter two, verse nine to 14. Uh, Luke chapter two, verse nine to 14. We've been in Luke chapter two, pretty Luke one and two pretty much the whole month. And we're gonna just draw out some things and look at some things in here that we haven't really looked into to the depth we're gonna go into today. And so verse nine, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. This is the shepherds. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Uh, For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And so the angel, the angel's candle, love, 
And uh, this is what I want to talk about because we're going to see in this that um, God's whole plan in Jesus coming, uh, the whole celebration of Christmas, the birth of our Savior, uh, is about the love of God for us. Um, that is the big story here, right? That's the big idea here, right? And so I, I love this um, portion of scripture here and the actual happening of how it happened, who it happened with, um, you know, like in this moment, if you will, heaven kissed the earth, right? Um, you know, Jesus' birth, the event itself, as we see in this part of the story, literally heaven and earth were brought together, right? Heaven and earth, um, the host, the heavenly hosts and shepherds. And, you know, think about it. such a powerful thing. I, I mean, the moment itself, yes, but what it represents, heaven on earth. Jesus said, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? Jesus, the son of God, God himself being born of a virgin, God becoming man, heaven kissed the earth, right? And um, all of the interaction of the angel and the shepherds, the heavenly hosts and the shepherds, all of it, is pointing to Jesus. All of it, heaven and earth together, were praising God and heaven and earth was focusing on, giving attention to the birth of the Savior, Jesus, all right? And so God is love. The gospel message is all about God's love for us. And this is what the whole message was. I mean, um, even as we look here in chapter uh, Luke 2, verse 11, for there is born to you. Like this whole thing is for us. It is for um, humanity. It is, was for you and me. Uh, for there is born to you this day. Okay, so this wasn't in a sense like God didn't do go through all this for himself, right? This wasn't for him in a, in a sense. This wasn't like just something God wanted to do one day. No, he did it for us. He loves us, okay? Uh, and, you know, um, the angels said as well, you know, that... Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men or to, toward humanity, right? So this, this whole thing is pointing back to the love of God. Even when Isaiah, I think we read this a few weeks ago, even when Isaiah prophesied of the Messiah coming in Isaiah chapter nine, verse six, it says, I'm not gonna read the whole verse, but for unto us, unto us, unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. Um, this is for us. God, this tells us right here, this whole story tells us that God loves us. It tells us that 
Jesus loves us. Okay? This is beautiful. And even the angels, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just see, I'm just looking at this verse right now as I'm just talking to you guys. In verse 10 of, of Luke 2, it says, and, and then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which, be, which should, will be to all people. All right? This is a demonstration and a revelation, a revealing of the love of God for us. It's a manifestation of the love of God for us. And so um, this is who God is. This is what he's done for us. This is what being a Christian is all about. This is what walking with God is all about. This is what your spiritual journey is all about. This is what your spiritual maturity is all about. This is what life is all about. It all goes back to this. We must remember this. We must remember this. Merry Christmas, everybody. Jesus loves you. Merry Christmas, everybody. God sent his only son to die for us, to save us, to reconcile us, to, to restore us, to fill us with this Holy Spirit, to be with us forever one day in heaven. I am telling you, without a shadow of, of a doubt, when we look at the birth of Jesus, when we look at the narrative in scripture concerning the birth of the Son of God, all of it screams, Jesus loves us. So there it is, uh, people of God, saints of the most high God, all you Christians out there, um, your walk with God is all about God's love for you, okay? Is there more to it? Is there a lot in the scripture we study and learn? No, yes, but we must not lose sight of this. We must remember this. Hence, the Sunday before Christmas, we're, we talk about, we look at this. Why? Because this is so important. It's, it, I mean, the scripture says that God is love. The scripture says that um, love is not that we love God. It's that he first loved us, right? This is, this is how God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. This is the foundation of our very life, our walk with God, this is the foundation of human existence. We are loved by God. You are. This is the foundation of your identity. This is the foundation of your very outlook on yourself. This is the foundation of every relationship you have with people. This is the foundation of how you should see people, how we should, how we should treat people, how we should. This is the foundation of every marriage. This is the foundation of being a father, of being a mother. This is the foundation of your of your the, the pursuit of your career or profession. I am telling you, this is the foundation of human existence. This is the foundation of creation. This is the foundation of our who we are in Christ, our new creation. We are eternally loved by God. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Can I get an amen somebody? All right. And so this is what we're going to do. Now, we're going to look at some scriptures. I'm going to share some points with you about how God specifically shows love, how he's demonstrated that love. And then with that being said, this is how we can practically. And when I say practically, it's kind of like taking the ooey gooeyness, maybe a little of the ooey gooeyness, a little bit of the theoretical kind of love just floating around 
it's ooey and gooey and feels good or whatever, um, and not and say, no, nah, let's let's just look at the scripture and like let's just unpack love and see what 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 it is really. How's it really look? How do you how, how does it look in action? Right? How how does love look? In, on a street level, if you will. You know, on the, how does love look in the day to day? How does love look at home? How does love look at work? How does love look in my relationships, right? So it's like, man, we must know first and foremost, I'm going back to just reiterating, God loves us. And um, we can grow an understanding of that and we will continue to experience it and see it in the scripture and in our lives and by the Holy Spirit and through community with others, we're gonna experience the love of God and see it and learn it and, and grow in it and all that. Praise the Lord, God loves us. But now let's just talk about how does that really look? What, is it, what does that mean? And I'm just gonna share a few things, okay? I won't be long with you today. It's Christmas Eve. And um, as far as this live um, you know, uh, stream and um, and so I just want to really encourage you and, and just shine the light on God's love and how by the Holy Spirit, we can, we can by the Holy Spirit, love us others as he does. We, we sure can. And so here we go. Here's my, here's the, here's the next point. Um, just to give a little, as we unpack love and just look at it a little deeper, here is the first thing. Love considers the other person. And so we see that in the prophecy of Jesus. Unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given, right? It shall be to all men. Uh, verse 11 of Luke 2, for there is born to you, and so love considers the other person, or you can say that a different way, like love is all about the other person, okay? It, it really is like love is just, it is, it is that. That is how we see it and it's expressed. If, if we wanna, if we wanna like put a thermometer in our love walk, the question is, are you considering that other person, right? And so here's a couple verses. Here's a couple verses. Philippians chapter two, verse three. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Love considers the other person. All right? This can be a, a like um just a just an act of kindness towards somebody, right? Um it, it could be in it can be a million different things that you do, or, or this could be maybe even a, uh, some kind of tension within, in a relationship, whether that tension is a big deal or a small deal, but tension nonetheless. In that situation, um, love is expressed when the other is considered. The other, that we have some type of empathy or understanding toward the other. That's what Jesus did for us when he sent his son. Can I get an amen? Here's another verse, another verse for this one. But say this with me, before I read this verse, say it with me. Say love considers the other person. Say it again, say love considers the other person. All right, so 1 Corinthians 13, four to seven, 
This breaks down love, and it pretty much says what we're saying here. I'm just going to let the word do the talking here. Verse 4, love suffers long and is kind. <laughs> right? Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity. Iniquity is just a, it's a, it's a word for sin. Okay. It doesn't rejoice in sin, but rejoices in the truth. Rejoices in the truth. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to talk about truth in a minute. Um, verse 7, it bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Once again, folks, how do I walk in love? Consider the other person. Consider their situation, their plight, their circumstance. Consider them. All right. Hallelujah. All right, here we go. I just got a couple more. And I, I just got a couple more, and I'm gonna let y'all go. I'm gonna let y'all have a um, have a Merry Christmas. All right. So next one, uh, love gives. Love gives. All right. Love gives. Um, very familiar verse. Probably the most familiar verse that we all know. John three, verse sixteen and seventeen. But love gives. You see this. You know. Um, God gave his son. And once again, unto us, a child is born. To us, a son is, a son is given. All right? Um, for to you, for there is born to you, there is born for you this day in the city of David, a savior. Okay? we God didn't um, do this for us because of anything we could necessarily do for him, right? Okay, so John 3, 16 and 17, let me read this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. All right, um, there it is, salvation, that we might be saved. And so love, God gave the son because he loved us. And that love, his whole focus was to save us. All right, and so in our own life, practically, how does, how does that play out? Um, man, it, you know, how, is, how am I walking in love? Um, the question. Um, are you giving to others, right? I know Christmas is all about, you know, a lot of it, you know, it's, it's about Jesus. Jesus is the reason for the season. But, you know, um, we give gifts, right? In some way, in some form, right? It's, it's a representation of the greatest gift of all, Jesus and salvation through him. And so once again, guys, love considers the other person and love gives. Love gives. Uh, next one, love serves. I just got two more. Love serves. And one more after this. 
but love serves. Uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 45. Mark chapter 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Right there, we see serve and give in speaking of Jesus coming, right? I'm gonna read it again. I wanna read this again, so good. But Mark chapter 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Love serves. I think sometimes you know these things, right? You, you, you could say it this way. When we love somebody, right? When we truly love them, we're gonna give, right? I have children, um, small children, and we're always giving to them. You know, I love them, right? We're, in some way, I'm giving time, I'm giving attention, I'm giving uh, food, right? Like all the things that are obviously expected of a parent. And of course, I love to do that. But think about it, like, it's just natural, right? Isn't it? If you love somebody, like I'm married, been married for 14 years. And, you know, my wife and I, we give to each other, okay? It's just kind of, we give our attention, time, affection, love. You know, I love her. So give and I serve, right? We, we serve those we love. If you love somebody, like, it's just, it, it's like, it's part of a relationship, right? It's part of a relationship. And this is what Jesus did for us to, you know, he did all the things, man. He gave, he served. It's like he did all the things that are in a sense like requisite for a healthy relationship. Like Jesus is the example, right? We love and, and, and give and we serve and, and you know, and it's like, of course you love other people. You, 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 you know, when you love somebody, you, you, you just consider them, right? You, you, you consider what maybe they want and, you ask them, what do you think? What do you want to do? Whatever it might be, right? Like, why? You love them? And, you know, you're not trying to just, you know, just mow them over and do what you want, right? No, you love them. And so it is very natural when you actually love somebody, whether that's a marriage or kids or just friends, family, whatever. But you you serve them in some way, right? You, you just naturally, without thinking sometimes, right? Without even thinking, you, you find yourself serving these people you love. Without even thinking about it, you find yourself giving to these people. Without thinking about it, you know, you just consider them, right? You're just kind of thinking of them. You, you know, as, as small as it might seem, right? You're at the store, you're getting what you need to get, and then you see something that somebody you love may like, and you grab that for them, right? Like I was right here at the, at the 99 cent store right here on the corner, getting some stuff for church. It's like literally right here on the corner. And I saw these little, um, the they call them pokies. They're like these little kind of cracker-like sticks. And they got chocolate around. They're like dipped in chocolate. You know what I mean? They're called pokies. And my daughter loves those. I saw them. I spotted them. I was like, boom, I'm going to get her get her some. Get her one. Just bring it home, whatever. And so, you know, I'm not trying to tell you. I'm like, oh, I, you know. I'm just a great example of the love of God. No, I'm just saying like, it's just natural, right? It's cool and, and it feels so good. Just, oh, look what I got you, right? No, you know, it's not that she did anything. It wasn't the result of anything. Just thinking about her, considering her, right? So that's just natural, right? And then she shared it with her brother or shared some with her little brother and stuff. And so that's all great and that's cool. Um, um, 
uh, and that is awesome, right? Um, but there are times when we're challenged too, right? Like it's not natural, right? You're, you're not feeling it, right? And it's like, and, and it's like God's challenging us. Wait, no, like I want, like God's like, man, you need to love this person, right? And you need to consider them when you don't feel like it. Uh, you need to give when you don't feel like it. You need to serve when you don't feel it. The feels aren't there. But that in truly is love, the love of God. I think even it's just a growing and maturing in this type of love is where the scripture says, you know, we don't love in word. We don't love in word, but we love in action and in truth. Okay. And so I just want to encourage you with this. There's nothing wrong when it is very natural and the feels are there feels are there. I'm not saying that's not love, but there's going to be times where we're going to have to walk in love and exercise in a sense like that love muscle, right? When it's, you know, there's tension and we're like, nah, I need, you know, this is something I got to do because it's the right thing to do, to give, to serve, to consider the other. Can I get an amen somebody? All right. Here we go. Last point. Last point. And it uh, goes along with what I just said, but here it is. Love is expressed in truth. Okay. In and through the truth. Um, I thought this was so important to put this in here this morning when we talk about love. God is love. Um, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Okay. Um, and so love is expressed in truth, right? Um, the Bible says, you know, Ephesians, um, I'm not gonna read the whole verse, but just as a reference, Ephesians 4.15 says, and speak, in speaking of spiritual maturity and spiritual leadership, teaching and preaching the word, it says in the context of that in Ephesians 4, speaking the truth in love that you might grow. And so we can't have love without truth, right? And we don't want to be truthful without love. Does that make sense? So we can't truly love without truth. I mean, the, the, the biblical, divine love of God is, is not absent of truth, right? The, and the truth can be very strong. The truth is absolute. The truth can convict. The truth can truly challenge us in our spiritual life, in our maturity. Okay, and so once again, love, the love of God, the divine love, not a worldly type of love, not something the world defines as love, but no, the agape, unconditional love of God, the very nature of God himself, right? Jesus is the truth. I'm telling you that through us in our lives and in our relationships, love is expressed in truth and through the truth. Okay, um, and so how many of us know that we're in a we're in a relationship? You know, there's honesty, there's transparency, um, aka there's like people are truthful, 
right? Honest, open, not hiding anything, right? And, and, and not um, kind of keeping the, the bitterness and resentment and offense down here and, and just acting like they're okay, but it's, they're not being truthful, right? So we're, 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 we're in our relationships. There, there's love, like, like care, concern, empathy, all that stuff. And in that context, there also must be the truth, honesty. How many of us know that, man, those are some healthy relationships. Those are, those are beautiful relationships because we can be ourselves, our honest self. We can be truthful and we can tell the other person the truth in love. We can be honest with them about where they are and what they're doing because truly if we love people, when they're in error or they're falling short or they're missing it or they're, I'm not talking about nitpicking people and picking them apart, judging and being judgmental, but I, I'm just saying like, we can be truthful and not be hurting people left and right um, and, and harming people and causing trauma. And you know, just like, you know, just in a sense like killing people with the truth, but truly healthy relationships. The healthiest relationships are those where truth is is like it goes back and forth. It's 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 part of the relationship. We, we you know and so here we go. I'm gonna share a couple of verses and then we're gonna pray. But Psalm 85 verse 10 unfailing love and truth have met together. Look at that. Psalm 85 verse 10 unfailing love and truth have met together. Isn't that something? Righteousness and peace have kissed. It's beautiful. One more verse. Psalm 89, verse 14. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Unfailing love and truth walk before you as attendants. I'm telling you, in the very nature of God, um, unfailing love and truth are inseparable. God loves you. He's calling us to love others as he would, to allow him to love others through us. Allowing God, you know, to love others through us. Let me pray for you. Uh, Father, I just thank you for everybody here. And I, I pray that we all just um, have a Merry Christmas, God, that we, um, in this moment and through this message, I pray that we were able to truly meditate and to think on, and I pray this continues, your, your unfailing, unconditional love toward us. And Lord, uh, we pray that your perfect love is worked in and through us. God, just as you give, just as you have served, just as you have considered us, just as you have loved us by telling us the truth of who Jesus is and our need for him. Lord, my prayer is that we would do the same for others, that we would serve and we would give and we would consider the other and we would be uh, instruments of divine love, that we would be vessels of love and vessels of truth. Lord, just as this verse here says, God in Psalm 89, verse 14, that unfailing love and truth walk before God as attendants. God, I pray that, 
that, that unfailing love and truth would meet together in us so we can represent your love and the truth of who you are well. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and my prayer is that you go out there and you change your world through the power of Jesus Christ. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings and follow us on social media and check out our website at hopelandla.com. Peace.